変身What's that wet slapping sound? Why, it's International Beaver Day. You're a common ride with me. International Beaver Day. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a World Health Day slash International Beaver Day. <laughs> According to some of this. It's crazy how many, like, national days we have now. Like, when exactly did this, like, start? Like, these little one-off, like, holidays like this. Can you pinpoint a time in history that this started happening? I think it probably started... With like newspapers and news, just like a way to like have mayors feel like they're doing something like, you know. Yeah. The only one that I could like think of from growing up was uh, what's the thing? National Pie Day. Mm -hmm. And it was like that was the only one. And then I think from there, like National Pizza Day. And then now we have a day for everything almost. Yeah, and, like, it's just, uh, I'm not sure, like, who ratifies this or, like, what makes it a thing, but it's just, like, I guess everything can have a day, and it's Batman Day. Oh, it's, um, like, wear your shoes with, like, different laces day. It's just a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's so, always on, like, a random day of the week and the month. I'm like, why here? <laughs> so. I'm declaring that uh, the day this podcast comes out is uh, Baby Shoes Never Worn Day. That's that. <laughs> 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 about, like, a week from now, but hey. We are busy folks, uh, and we are tired folks, but we are here to talk about some more Jetman and some more build. Episode uh, 25 and 26 of both Chojin Shin Sensei Jetman. Chojin Sensei Jetman, not uh, <laughs> Incom Rider Build. Tongue twister. Yeah. But no, before that, uh, I'm trying to think what's new in media. Um, we probably have to talk about like the big thing that uh, like happened, but. The Oscars. Oh, man. Wow. What yeah. a night. <laughs> what was your uh, reaction to that when you saw it? I, th I honestly thought it was fake. I had to watch it a couple times. I was so excited. Um, like, <laughs> he really deserved it. And I'm glad that, um, that Hitotoshi Nishijima, um, the protagonist of the New Kamen Rider movie, won the Oscar for uh, Drive My Car for the International feature film. Oh, that's pretty cool. Not what you thought, huh? Nah. <laughs> no, uh, no, I was like, ah, it must suck for Will Smith, uh, to, uh, be married to somebody who used to date Tupac. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like, yeah, he can never <laughs> shake that. That's, that's tough. That's a tough out. Like, uh, the most sympathetic person to be for is Jada because, like, this all kind of happened towards her, but also, Man, uh, if it's gotta be a or like rough idea to be like, yeah, man, like the poet of like a generation, just like it's like my like wife's ex. Yeah, and like these stories started coming out, like he has like massive like nerd energy, so he's like, I guess he like puts on a facade of being this guy that he's really not, and people are saying like it kind of like built up to this moment, like he just couldn't take it anymore, getting picked on. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. Just it's got to be rough to be like, oh, man. <laughs> of all people, though, Will Smith would be the last person I thought would do some shit like that, though. Not tracks. It's like, what is Chris Rock going to do? Chris Rock's only options are to like really dig it in and then he's the bad guy or to like take it, you know? His reaction is so funny. Wow. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> like he's loud, he's short, and he's funny. He's been hit a lot harder with a lot more intent. Like Will Smith was very efficient. Like he slapped the slap, not to hurt, you know? It was definitely one of those like gentleman slaps you see in like the old like uh Renaissance movies and shit. Yeah. I challenge you to a duel. A duel. <laughs> uh Remind you though, um, have you watched Bridgerton? Nah, man. Speaking of Renaissance type things, um, I wanted to, and then I found out my fiance has been secretly cheating on me with this show, so I was kind of upset about it. But uh, have you been watching it? Yeah, uh, we watched the first season. Uh, we haven't watched the second season, but like in the past like week, we watched the whole first season, and it's good. Um, it's definitely. Three days later. I know I'm uh, recommending Bridgerton, but I would be remiss if I said that uh, there's not a content warning for rape. Uh, in the sixth episode of the first season, there is a scene of um, like rape that the show is not addressed as such. Um, if you are sensitive or just not, um, please be aware of that and feel free to skip uh, the, for the last three episodes of that first season or just to the like, whole second season if you'd like. It's not like high art, but you know. So was it like a drama, comedy, satire? What kind of? It's show? definitely a drama. Yeah. Drama? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like all about like courting and people like getting to know each other. I'll look. Uh, did you ever watch Gossip Girl or no? Nah, she uh, she watches that as well. So that explains why she likes the show. Is it similar? There is like a Gossip Girl like tabloid like secret like informant character. Oh yeah, in this show, and that's like figure out who it is. Yeah, that's oh. like one of the mysteries. Yeah. Damn, now I kind of want to pick it up. I love a good mystery. You'll spend like a lot of that like first season being like, oh, will they won't day? And also like, who is this lady whistled out or whatever? Mm -hmm. Uh it, I like a lot of Regency stuff, the same reason that I like a lot of action movies and like practical effects. Like when you do Regency, you kind of have to like actually build and costume stuff. Oh, is that what it's called? Regency? What was I saying? Yeah. Renaissance. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> tomato, tomato. I guess not really, but okay. Regency. Gotcha. Like, there's there's people in costumes. There's And they're on sets. And that's more than a lot of movies and like shows nowadays. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like, they're wearing things and they're like interacting with stuff. And, like, that's like a shared part of my brain that people just not stuff like Kamen Rider. Like, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I guess I have like a year or a year and a half to catch up before season three drops. And this is like a rotating cast, right? I, I think she said something like that. Like the same, the cast from season one is different. Oh, you said you didn't watch two yet, right? No, but like okay. the way I, I understand it is that like there's like a different couple at the center each yeah, season. That's what she was telling me. So like the person who's not in the main, there's like a family and like one of them is in the main couple that season. And the next year, like they're like a side character as somebody else is like doing stuff. It's kind of the, what, the way it goes. Sounds like that could be like what Jetman season two would be like, you know, since this is like a love story. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, that's a great segue, though, because we have to talk about some Jetman. Tried something a little different. <laughs> yeah. Simi Maru's gone. 
back yeah. to the basics. So, um, let's talk about episode 25, Laughing Shadow People. Um, we, this name paired with the next name, I'm primitive. I was like, okay, okay. Hopefully, Jetman doesn't like pull some wild shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was a little worried. But no, um, now there's a new bug type that makes animal based neo dimensional beasts. They're taking a uh, kind of correlating with build now. <laughs> Makes sense. bio dimensional beasts. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. They are like best matches, huh? Yeah. Like time mammoths, like armadillo light. <laughs> uh, but uh, the thing that like I really um liked in this episode was how much all the other Virum generals hate Rad's guts and they're like you stupid bitch like you like fucked it up like yo <laughs> they were in his ass bro like I was just like damn like just roasting him like you don't have a right you you blew it with Simiomaru like don't tell me how to run the show anymore so yeah Ra- Rad's down bad right now he tries to like um slash at Maria when she says this and then Gray grabs the sword and like starts to like leak oil from his hand as like he's bleeding <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And then um, he gets a like kerchief from Maria, which comes back later. But like, they're very much like making this love plotline go forward, which is very fun. Because like, just uh, Gray and Guy were in top form. Like <laughs> the way that, like he's all like, "Oh yes, my kerchief," and I have to like defend this lady, and then. Can you describe what Guy is doing like at the start of this episode? Yo, he's living his best life. That's exactly what he's doing. He's just at the pool, whiskey in hand with two Playboy bunnies. That was that was an awesome scene by him. Like he was he kind of fell off, you know, like thirsting over yeah. Kyrie for a while, but he's back. He's like, okay, I'm single. You know, like I forgot who I was. And he's back. No, these two episodes kind of felt like the getting over her episodes because like it's like back to back but like he like has like a like royal straight flush with all hearts and poker and like he's like drinking whiskey on the rocks by this pool just like <laughs> is this like a, a like corvette commercial or like what is this for <laughs> this is wild yeah but then we see uh that it's not just love in this like story it is a weird bug attaches to some lights by a baseball stadium that becomes light armadillo. And I was kind of worried that like these designs wouldn't still be weird, but this is still like a weird design in a fun way. I don't know if you got Pokemon vibes from this one, but what'd you think about it? Yeah, it does kind of have like that. Like it's kind of like a one kind of animal, like, but also like one item thing. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Cause it, it kind of reminded me of a Sandrew, but then like, yeah, the like little light it has kind of reminds me like like a flash attack that it would have, but that's just what the vibe I got from it. I love how like based on what the monsters are, you kind of don't know if they're going to do something predictable or not. <laughs> Their powers, like the vacuum that was like sucking up people's love, and it's like, oh, that's that's going, huh? But um, it's like making shadow versions of people, and yeah. I was definitely worried about this when I first saw it. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like the first shot, I'm like, oh, no, we're doing no. blackface? Like, this what we're really doing? Well, then, like, 
the whole like body was in like I guess it was like uh what like a thermal type thing, some kind of like yeah bodysuit. So I was like, okay, that's that's that works. I thought it was blackface for real though. <laughs> I was worried. <laughs> I was like, you're like, oh no. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we we that was a close one. Yeah, we're always like a little <laughs> bit of plus one sometimes. We're going back, but uh, <laughs> uh, there was no like, what was his name? Like Jazzy Jeff, that like rapping like human gear or whatever. I don't know, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a zero one, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but they look like demons or monsters that, and like those demons or monsters are probably racist, but like these didn't look too bad. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, this was the first episode where I really got like a 90s slash like Power Rangers vibe, like this monster being like an armadillo. And like when Ryu shows up in that like shirt and like Kyrie's in that like um, jean dress, I was like, oh, like they look like the Power Rangers right now. Yeah. This is, yeah, like even like the shadow uh, fight felt very Power Ranger esque. Did that happen in Power Rangers? Pretty sure they had an episode like this or similar to it. I wouldn't be surprised if they do every year at this point you know <laughs> yeah it seems like the, the the best gimmick for uh you know a sentai show yeah and they um get turned into shadow jetmen and fight them and they're being copied but then like part way through they've like sucked enough energy that like they get some color hey when they get some color they look really good yeah they can't fight when the sun's not out but they're like draining people and like in 12 hours or like an hour like everyone will die so that's when Maria gets on a roof and makes it daytime again in the middle of the night, which is a wild scene. Mm-hmm. But no, um, it's up to Guy, and Guy is getting wrecked. Guy's been having a lot of episodes when it's like up to him to like save the day, right? I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like Ryu had one, and I think Kyrie may have had one, right? Yeah, and then the other two guys, Akko and Raita, may have had one, but. Guy's definitely in the lead for saving a day. <laughs> He's the like loner, so he has to like show growth and that like he likes his team and that like he do stuff for him. And yeah, um, he like eventually like gets help from the other jet men and like they um he tries to stop Maria Best to fight Gray. It's like okay, like I love the way that Gray fights. Like he's such like a cool like Boba Fett like character. Like where like he just like feels like he like fits in like so many kinds of stories and like could do so many things did you have any rooting interest in this fight because i was so torn man like i was like oh great no no i'm like guy ah it it was definitely uh stressful to watch i thought like it would be something where like um gray has to choose between like getting hit or like the like handkerchief like burning up and like he like takes getting hit and like that's how guy wins or something but Mm -hmm. In the end, uh, he saves Maria, but it's night again, and the Jetmen can stop the Armadillo, which, yeah. There's, like, one shot, though, of, like, they show, like, Gray's hand, like, rushing towards the guy to, like, chokeslam him. It's, like, a really varied way they, like, shoot fights in the show, and, like, it, like, all looks pretty great. Um, their mecha fight's also, like, fun, because, like, it's, like, the first time we see like them fighting with Jack Garuda and it looks so good. Yeah. I f- kind of forgot we had Jack Garuda now. I thought it's going to be on a back burner, but I guess we're going to be seeing a lot more now. Yeah. It's kind of like, Hey, this is ours, right? <laughs> I guess so. 
<laughs> salvage. Uh, and then there's a scene where Gray is carrying Maria Bridal style under a streetlight in the middle of their dimension. Then they vanish. Hey, so it's like, and no one can make fun of your efforts. And I'll die for you. And then he gives her like, um, like cloth back. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. And of course, um, the episode ends with the team goes to the pool and guys there. But he's like, I'm a shadow man. And then he falls in the pool, like right in front of his Playboy buddies that are back. <laughs> so good for him. Yeah, he entered a show on a high note. I don't know if Raita did it as well. Is this next episode for Raita? Um, Solo up. Yeah, basically. Um, I my first note was I'm worried about this one. We kind of like dodged a bullet the first episode, and then like like this episode, I was like, okay, what's gonna happen here? But he's farming and, and like in his feelings for cowards. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really into the riots at Thurston for Kyrie plotline as much as this guy and Ryu love triangle. No, yeah. What are you doing here, right? So, like, I feel like she's never even <laughs> angsted or acknowledged you the way she has with Guy. Yeah, I can see if she, like, maybe flirted with him or just, I don't know. But I, I guess it's, like, one of those, like, weird crushes, you know? Like, I know I can't have you, but I still want you anyway. <laughs> it's just weird because we see he already got, like, a love interest episode in the middle of this, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and yeah she, was pretty, right? she was pretty hot, too. <laughs> Yeah, like he has a girl his hometown. It's like, hey, once you're done saving the world, want to come over? Like, okay, cool. Yeah, we could even have her come back for a few episodes if they want, like to do like a ride to love plot. But yeah, but um, he gets they all get sent back in time to the Stone Age, but especially him who's like separated, and he's found by a tribe of people. While the rest of it seems like in a cave of like wood fired, like some apples, like. He becomes like the god of this like <laughs> whole group. I did think that was pretty funny though. But um, he uh, meets a hot tanned cave girl, not Kyrie, but Rika. Yeah, Kyrie slash Rika is great with a tan. Uh, whenever they do one of these episodes in like fiction, like where it's like, oh, and you are with a group of pre like industrial people, and you become their like mayor or their god or something. And then you have like a heartfelt goodbye. I'm always like, it's not really like that big of a thing. Like, you know, you got to go. But like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was way too over emotional. He was there for what? Maybe like two days at the most. He's got to be like, man, <laughs> good two days. I think he was more more upset. He didn't get to smash. He was like, damn, <laughs> I got to leave already. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know, guy. Like. Uh, like, I have to wonder if, like, he was like, okay, is this going to have, like, a butterfly effect thing? Am I, like, kind of, like, go back to the future and, like, everybody looks like me all of a sudden? Yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, uh, he goes back and then, like, he's, like, Kyrie's great, great to the hundreds power grandfather or something. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be a scene, like, he leaves and Rika's pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, yo, Oof. that'd have been rough. <laughs> no, I don't know. The only way it would have like worked out for him is if like he like did and then like unbeknownst to him, like right as he leaves, like a volcano goes off by him. <laughs> 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 Nearly avoided. <laughs> Symbolism. 
Uh, but yeah, um, he sh- makes them fire and makes them plows. And like, I don't know how they would understand plows, but whatever. Um, and they um, get like attacked by the beast because I guess the only way Viram can prove that they won is if they beat them in, like when they're back in time. Because <laughs> that's what their game is. Their goal is. I'm not sure. Uh, but um, when the beast shows up, like they show like a painting of some mountains shaking for a second. I was like, oh, yeah, this is like way back in the day when they like <laughs> it's hard to get like shots like this. And then they go back to the future and they win after their whole goodbye. And he was immortalized in a mural. The one thing I liked was like him turning into like a yellow owl, like in like that, like painting too. He's like that does feel like how Mist and Legends start kind of thing, too. Mm-hmm. So, do you think when they found the mural of him that they, like, knew it was him? Or they, do you think they honestly thought it was like, hey, we found this, it kind of looks like you? Like, because they were separated when they went back in the past. Because I'm like, <laughs> didn't y'all both, like, time travel together? Like, you could be like, yo, look what we found. Yeah, I'm not sure how they found it like that. Like, it was just like, oh, we checked for timeline changes, this is the only one. Yeah. It just seemed like they were kind of oblivious that it was him. They're like, this guy kind of looks like you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, hopefully he's over it now. He's good. He's processed things. I don't think so. Oh, God damn. Uh, like, the least nah. interesting thing is Raita in this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and he was such a solid character until this like, thirst for Kyrie. Same thing with Guy. Like, just, just stay away from her. I mean, I get having the love triangle but like it does just make him feel so weird that like he's like the secondary part of the love triangle he's like the next step down i don't know it's wild but um i think that uh the second one might be my least favorite episode of like jetman so far yeah my my take on these two episodes were cool episodes but very forgettable mm. which is hard because like they're like new monster designs there's like oh we have like all this stuff now it's like okay but like is this just like a weird we just came off a bunch of really good episodes and now we have to like re-rack stuff like what's yeah i think it's because we left like you know the similar semi plot plotline was so peak and then it's just like anything after that's gonna be hard to compete with and I mean, they weren't bad episodes. It's just like when I go back and think about Jetman, I'm not, I'm definitely not gonna remember episode 25 and 26 out of everything else we mentioned. And I kind of missed the regular dimensions. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like we're doing a little bit too much now, mixing this and that. Like, I don't know. I liked kind of not knowing what was gonna happen and like not knowing what the design was gonna be. And like, I get that like having an animal and like an element is like a lot easier to like think up a design and stuff but also like like what it was like oh this bus is randomly like this is awesome <laughs> this is cool yeah and then the past dimensions were more so like you know prop heavy these two have just been like you know like oh i turned people into shadows or i'm gonna take you back into the past versus like oh this thing's kicking everybody's ass or this bus is a monster you know what i mean <laughs> so I don't know. Episode 27, like, it's called something like Ryu Goes to Hell or whatever. Oh, oh my god, this, this is great. Yeah. This sounds perfect. I'm excited for that one. But yeah. Uh, we should now switch over to Build, though. Because uh, Build, uh, I definitely don't think Build was 
our low point for builds, not our high point, maybe, but like it wasn't the low point for build these episodes. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty decent episodes for for where we came from for sure. Which is good because like if this is like the status quo from here on out, that's better than it was for a while. We had like a rough patch for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, um, episode twenty five, the idol awakens. Um, Misora saves them from the fight they lost and like shoots the bad guys from like Sato through the like wall. They're like, oh whoa. And then she says the name Evolt. And they're like, who's Evolt? Um and that's cool. I think just cryptically saying a like name is good. That could be paid off so many ways. That could be anything. Yeah, this show works a lot better when there's like a lingering like secret or mystery behind it. Like when we just when it's just like all like war or all tactics, that's when it kind of falls off. But, you know, having something to play like who's this and who's that is fun when watching build for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of like some more like Nan, but these episodes, which is just like there's a lot of plot lines that kind of <clears throat> phase in and out of the show that are a little too obvious. But um, we see um, that. Nanba is like talking to the prime minister of of like Sato and be like, okay, yeah, like what are you doing? And then like we also see Sento like talk to the owner and like to like stock and be like, hey, who's this guy? He's like, well, I'm not sure who they are. Is it somebody? Is it the concept? I'm mysterious. <laughs> and then um, we hear about the Nanba orphans as. This is just a plot that happens. I feel like this is, like comes up to justify stuff in the plot. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's weird. Yeah, it, it didn't bother me, but it's just like at this point, it's very cliche for you know explaining why these people are brainwashed into you know doing anything like the higher up say. So it's like, oh, he's been trained this way since birth. The whole Spartan Spartan thing. Yeah, like I feel like. They should have done more with Nanba throughout the show to like set it up, or even as like like this like midway villain, because like it does feel like we only find out about Nanba as soon as we need to have it be set up for something else. It's like okay, this character like should feel like present or like whatever, and like these orphans also they were like raised years before like the like skywall stuff happened so it's just like this dude was like doing this forever <laughs> that's a good point i didn't even think about it it just got these kids like <laughs> yeah on deck just in case something pops off that's funny because skywall is like 10 years ago and like they're all in their 20s so Dang, i just got major like black widow like vibes when you said that it's like i guess they're just doing secret missions for him this whole yeah. time <laughs> uh but um the two orphan brothers love him and they're his dad and they're like, oh yeah, we'll, like, we'll do anything for you. First, we see the end of Martian society and the bangle has what Sento thinks is like an AI in it. We may go back to Mars. Let's go. Building up suspense. There has to be like a last city on Mars. They're like, oh yeah, like we're like the last six people on Mars, or, like the last like 15 people on Mars and we have this like one or something just like Let's go to Mars. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to end up leaving a Pandora's box back on Mars. I think that's where we're headed. Taking okay, it, taking it back to Mars because it being on Earth is just gonna keep causing 
war, you know, so it's like, okay, let's just leave this here. I hope so. Like, I really just want to see them go to Mars. Like, it's not like it's outside of the realm of possibility. Like, oh, the power of nebula gas means we can travel really fast this rocket or something. Yeah, they could definitely do it, right? I mean, they've, they've been there before. And I feel like the end goal is to not have war, right? That's pretty much what, you know, Sento's fighting for, uh, Kazumi. I think, like, you know, just they just want to end the war. So it's like, what do we have to do? It's like take Pandora's box back to Mars. Yeah. Maybe where we're headed, but that's my biggest prediction right now. If we don't go to Mars, I'll be so <laughs> sad. Yo, that's going to be the biggest letdown, yo. They have, like, a couple of sets that repeat across these shows, like the quarries, the ruins, like the mines and stuff. They just add a red filter. We'll understand. Yeah, you know? color grade this shit. Like, it's okay. Green screen the hell out of it, you know? It'll be like a couple years ago, uh, we watched that episode of Power Rangers that crossed over with Masked Rider, where it was just like a green filter on like a forest or something. Yeah, and even with game, like when they do like the... When they travel through the portals, but I forget the name of the world, but that worked. It was just like a purple or greenish hue, and they're just yeah. fighting in force. Like, that's cool with me, man. And, um, did you see that they're putting out a, uh, masked rider, like, with like Furbis, like, action figure for like 20 bucks? Whoa. No, I did not. Furbis is back. Yeah, Furbis is back. Sheesh. Uh, I really want to. <laughs> Let's check in on what Furbus has been doing now since being like a child star. It's like, like it's like a <laughs> Dickie Roberts former childhood star. Do you remember that? I just I just had a uh, what's what's the YouTube channel before they were famous <laughs> or where have they been? You ever seen that YouTube channel? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you see Furbus like super happy and now he's just like a mad drunk. <laughs> I could absolutely see like one of those like headlines that's like Florida man then like just like a picture of Furbus yeah and he just looks like like he's been in a dumpster like Ostrich or Grouch or some shit just like damn no Furbus uh, just <laughs> childhood star going going wrong but oh man he would if Furbus showed up at this show I would love it I'd just be like this is great he would kind yeah, of fit of madness. just hang out in the coffee shop that's all he has, has to do I mean, like, yeah, it's just like, hey, this is like a Martian. Or, yeah, or he could be on Mars. But, uh, yeah, um, there's this great scene where Kazumi's talking to his last friend about, like, hey, tomorrow, let's bury our other friends. He's like, okay, I certainly won't die by then. Soon as that happened, I'm like, this dude's cooked. <laughs> if he survived, like, past this episode, I was going to be like, how many episodes do you think before he's done? But couldn't even make it past this one. And the scene where like Rogue opens the door just and then like he looks back at Rogue just like, what yeah. are you doing, step bro? <laughs> like, just, just uh, but no, uh, they unlock up. They stop a plot to give information to the other government. And it's like the kind of thing where it's like we see this guy's face in a scene. So we know he's the one, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, which like also like happens later with like a character who I feel like has been gone forever comes back. We're like, oh yeah, you're definitely like the person who's doing all the bad shit, right? <laughs> uh, but no, um, they fight. Then turns out Rogue actually got the Pandora's box and he just beats the hell out of this guy. <laughs> like rips his like shoulder pads off. Just 
Yeah, he got her the worst, I think, out of the out of the two. Then the the like three boys like um fight rogue and it's a good fight scene. Like there's this point where like he like steps off of somebody else's back to kick both of them or something. It's like, oh whoa. Mm-hmm. Cool. But um he leaves and um Sento goes berserk and everyone's out, so he tries to choke Mizora and she um like turns his like head his like lenses to rabbit and rabbit and like he's able to unberserk which is interesting um what do you think when you saw that like that like she changes like head uh to be honest i didn't know what was going on until the next episode and i'm like oh, okay so it wasn't really like fascinating or intriguing to me because it was just like okay she kind of woke him up but yeah it's a power yeah Episode 26, the treacherous death match. And um, the one thing that I liked here is that um, we see Sento in his helmet when he's like going from berserk to not berserk. I'm like, I like that shot. Yeah, yeah. They'd had like a talk like in like 25 about like, hey, you don't have to fight. Like, I'll protect you. Like, it's okay. We're going to work together, you know? Mm -hmm. Then (laughs) the team finds out there's still a traitor. And then Sawa shows back. He's like, hey, guys. I'm the only member of this team who could possibly be this traitor <laughs> and was a traitor before, but it's definitely not me. Yeah, that was easy to spot. And like, um, like there's this like scene at the end, like where like they're talking about the Orphans and like they show her like this like musical sting plays, like oh it's Thawa. Like, <laughs> she's the only one who's not like a yeah. weird like orphan with like amnesia. Yeah, there like, was absolutely no one else that could be <laughs> be the mole. But I do kind of like because like remember the biggest thing we we were trying to figure out like why bring her back as a character like she didn't contribute anything to the team besides for like one episode and then you know I think she left like a bug somewhere one time but yeah then, so it all led up to this moment right here so it's kind of like okay I guess they gave her something to do I thought she was just going to be like a background character and I mean. It was, it's not the best. It was just like, okay, it, it kind of explains why she's still h- hanging around. I did like, though, um, there's this scene where uh, Kazumi is, like, burying his friends, and then Banjo shows up and is like, hey, we should spar. And, like, he goes to shake his bottle, like, hears, like, the, like, wiretap. So I was like, hey, what's this? And, like, that's how, like, they find out, too. That's, like, a very good scene. Yeah. And um, that's, like, followed by the scene where... um. She um gets told by Sento that he looked into the fire that killed her dad and saw like nobody with like his last name. She's like, "Oh, th- that's my mom's name." <laughs> I thought that this episode was going to be a clip show for a minute, and it kind of is. Like I was like, "That's weird," because it's like show past battles and stuff. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, here's power bills. it was kind of like a mid season check in, and then it was like, okay, <laughs> we're only on episode twenty five, so let's leave some plot towards the end." But yeah, I thought it was going to be a catch-up episode, too. Which is weird. Like, we haven't really had those. And like, if anything, you'd think they would be something like Saber that was like super in the middle of the pandemic, you know? Like the very start when these were like super like tied up. But mm-hmm. no. But we find out that there's going to be other proxy battle. Even though Sato has all of the armies of two nations versus the one nation has no army and like three dudes. They're like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> It's like a weird like Pokemon gym battle situation where it's like three on three or like three knockouts. 
I'm not I, sure. I kind of missed him having fans for the fights, though. This is definitely like one of those like COVID fights, like <laughs> like sports is still going on, but no fans. Yeah, because like, <laughs> so Bill was before COVID, which is why I'm like, why is like, like there's like this weird like clip show and there's no people anymore? What's going on? Yeah. I like the fight with Kazumi and one of the Hell Brothers or like the like, what are they called? Like the Engine Bros or? Yeah. Or I forget what their name. <laughs> Shit. Uh, then he turned into Hell's Bros. I'm like, okay, this is too many, th- too many things going on. There's <laughs> Engine and Remote. And then I think Remote turned into Hell Bro. I think that's what happened. No, you're right. Because um, it's like, um, the first fight is like, I like that they're like being kept strong. It's like, oh, like I barely beat you after channeling the sacrifice of my friends. And then like when Bandra goes to fight, like he's just like, wait, you could do that? <laughs> but they can um combine their powers and that's the big cliffhanger. Oh no, Sawa is studying the information and also now Banjo might be screwed, which, hey, if like, you're the second fight and like the first fight was won. You kind of know you're going to lose there, you know? Yeah, you got to add the suspense. And then Sento comes in and I guess he does the rabbit rabbit thing and wins. How do yeah, you feel probably. about that? Uh, I like the idea of like the rabbit rabbit stuff. Um, I'll have to see it to know what it's like, but this is probably like a big power up now to like tame the hazard trigger. So that will be fun, I guess. It's just so funny how like Jetman and Bill are kind of coinciding at the moment. Like it was very like peak with the Semi Maru, and then it was very peak with like you know the the war stuff. And then like after that, it's kind of like experimental now with both both shows, which is good because like you don't want to like jump the shark. I like saw something about um what's going on in like Baruto, and I was like, oh shit, that's like wildly different than the last time I was watching like Naruto, like in a way where I was like, I don't know if people can care about these stakes at this point. So like, it makes sense to like do something different, like instead of just like keep going bit like keep going like bigger and bigger you know yeah i was just saying that it, it feels like this is like their formula to make these kind of shows like yeah okay so that was that arc with those powers let's switch it up a little bit you know yeah and um i'm excited for where these shows go next because like we're like right smack dab in the middle so like i'm like pretty soon like we might know what the ending arcs might look like, at least like who's there. Like, I think we're still like waiting for build to see who there by episode, like 34, like 35. I doubt we're still dealing with these same villains, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Pretty middle of the road week. Uh, We have um, new forms next time. We have weird episodes for Jetman. So, it's all right. Yep, hanging in there. As we come to the end, I guess, uh, I have some questions. And the first one, as always, is who were our top three favorite characters this time? Oh, this was, this is tough. I feel like right. I feel like everybody was kind of mid this week. <laughs> I don't know. It was just me. No, yeah. Um. So with everybody being mid, uh, spot three. Spot three. Oh, I have my one and two. I don't have a three, though. 
Mm. That's the thing. This is hard, yeah. Oh. I don't know if anybody really takes much this time in build, to be honest, for me. I'm like trying to think of build. Yeah, can like, I uh, just do one and two? Can I cheat? Yeah. Okay, so I'll give spot two to Guy. <laughs> okay. And then spot one to Gray. Okay. I'm going to go um, spot three to Mizora. Okay. Spot two to Gray, spot one to Guy. Now, the reason for Guy over Gray for me is that I feel like Guy went back to his roots. He was drinking whiskey around kids with two Playboy bunnies. That's how it's great. That's exactly the irresponsible I want to see out of that man <laughs> at all times. Um, I also like that apparently his bike is sentient and he can call it to help him. That's also good. Yeah. That also, you know, uh, holds up to this day. The next question, though, what's their favorite effect that we saw this time? Favorite effect? Um, I'll go with the shadows. Shadows were cool. And it's, since we're looking at it in hindsight, it's one of the OGs to do it. Mm, yeah. And it's still being played on to this day, you know? So not sure if this was the first time it was done in Toku, but definitely it was one of the pioneers. Yeah. And like, it's like always like a like good trope. It always looks good. Um, I guess for effects, um, this is hard because I feel like I like some of the choreography in build a lot this time. And that's kind of like what this like category is like meant to like do. So I'm going to say, actually, I really liked uh, the fight scene at the end of episode like 25 and like Rogue just continued to look very good. And like there was cool face ups and like a lot of like personality mm. to the way he fought. But last question, what's the best fit we saw? Best fit, um, like I said earlier, a lot of mid fits in these two shows, so it's kind of hard to find a standout one unless it's like one of those like one off weird ones. And we did get that with Kyrie and the tar the Tarzan esque fit, so probably the most memorable fit from these two episodes. Ryu came in with a new outfit that simultaneously looked just like a Power Ranger outfit, but also like a mime. And like when he showed up, I was just like, "What?" Like. I said this moment where I was like, he jumps towards the monster in like for a second. I was like, is he dressed as a mime? But no. Um, I'll say, yeah. Um, the Stone Age fits are pretty good. Uh, they're pretty basic, though, but they're just, you know, uh, there for the scene where Raita is like, I can see your boobies in your legs. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Love this. I hope Raita, I hope he pulls it out. What can he do to redeem himself? Like, I feel like Raita needs to have he just needs to have a love interest suit and like or just a night out with Guy like just those two like at the bar drinking whiskey it's a great, a great way to get your stock back up. Oh it's like one of those like um a like monster shows up but like the other three get captured and like can't contact them so they're just like out drinking and like partying <laughs> and then like they randomly stumble on the monster at the end. Yeah. <laughs> all, all drunk. Team up out. That'd be dope. Yeah, that'd be great. Gotta get out of this Kyrie stuff. Like, guy can make it work. He's he's in the running. You aren't even nominated. <laughs> it's gotta be real. Uh, but no. Um, where can we find you when you're uh, not talking about uh, Tokusatsu? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok, Copacetic Senpai. Where can they find you, Kip? You can find me uh, on Twitter.com at James Ford. You can find the podcast 
on Twitter and Instagram at CapitalMyRadsMe. There's CapitalMyRadsMe.com. That's those articles. CapitalMyRadsMe.com slash merch for our merch where all the proceeds go to currently the Ukrainian Red Cross. Uh, but usually the Trevor Project, it'll shift slightly um, depending on need. Um, there is also CapitalMyRadsMe.com slash episodes for links out to different services for each of our episodes and our full backlog is there. Uh, and yeah, please rate and review and send any questions to podcast at carbonmapry.com. I am very excited uh, for next time to hear what you think of Moon Knight. Like when you're just like, I kept thinking of Cobb Rider the whole time. I was like, you just like, you like kept like transforming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely share my takes on Moon Knight. Any big lessons to take away this time? Because I have one in mind for people. Okay, you go. I have one too. <sighs> just uh, cut your losses sometimes. Just be like, man, sometimes just you think I spent so much time on something and just sometimes <laughs> just know when it's the time to ship out new places, new opportunities, new people. Yeah, there's more efficiency. Yeah. I will say we learn sometimes you got to switch it up. You know, these two shows are... You know, being experimental right now and it may pan out to be better for the show, but you definitely don't want to get stale. So just switch it up. Sometimes when you fire on all cylinders, you burn out the engine. There you go. Pop out. <laughs>